0: Hello and welcome once again. It is me, your commissioner, your host, Cody Carlicker, and we are here for the post-week 10 Sinbin Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here, joined this week by Steve Grisbeck in beautiful Palatine, Illinois, where many of you are from. Broadca- or podcasting from Emmett's right next to the train tracks in Palatine not West Dundee which I confused earlier and continued my streak of being late but nevertheless Steve happy to have you here buddy
1: thanks for having me man I'm glad to be on
0: I'm happy to have you so um as, as always, we're going to go through the results. Uh, it's a Tuesday podcast, so we're not going to go through fab, but we are going to actually tag team five things, which should be a lot of fun. Um, but before we get started, Steve, I want to talk to you about your time in the original Sinbin. So Metzger brought up a comment, mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to bring this up to you about um, your time in the Sidbin and yes. how you uh, you were a lifeguard to children, uh, and many thought that that was weird. Awesome has also told me that you had the nickname of Casper while, while yes. you were living there. So I want to get your story about your summer in the Sidbin before we get, all, uh, get started here. So.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, so it was a summer in between college years. Uh, where I joined Kevin, Metzger, and Mike uh, out in, uh, uh, I think it was South Barrington. Uh, oh, Barrington Hills was the, the complex that we were at. Barrington Hills. And, okay. um, you know, it was, uh, it was an awesome time. I did have a big summer job of managing a pool. Um, and so I did uh, work a lot, uh, 50, 60 plus hours a week, and plus a bunch of house sitting for my family that kept me away from the, the apartment even more. Um, but regardless, I, it was a hell of a time. Uh, those guys are animals and I love them. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the Sinbin name, I think, originated because they had a whole pail of uh, five-hour energies and dip, dip cans.
0: I think there were some other things in there as well. Um, In my in my one visit to the Sinbin, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) That thing was filled uh, by the end of summer uh, because of those guys. But uh, yeah, no, it was an awesome time.
0: That's good. No, I, re- I remember uh, it was a pretty sweet apartment that you guys had there. I thought, yeah. and there was there and there was a pool because I remember yes. I remember like spending just like a random day there because I was up north for some reason. But mm-hmm. I don't think you were there. But I remember it being <laughs> Kev Metzger, awesome, and like randomly Pat Gale. But uh, but it was a it was a pretty pretty sweet establishment. Uh, do you have any stories about uh, rooming with Metzger?
1: Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, uh, you know, I already apologized to him about my snoring problem, uh, but you know, uh, it wasn't that big of a deal because we had a big enough room. And apparently, I wasn't there enough that where he had the whole place to himself. But there were the random times where he just brought over bitches to bang, and uh, I, gave him, I, I gave him his his piece to plow and uh,
0: his piece to plow.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, no, it was it was a hell of a time. Uh, I remember uh, since I have a summer birthday that the guys got me, I think it was a bottle of vodka for my birthday. That's sweet. And I worked like the following day and it was going into the weekend and we were having people over and I worked until uh, late and the guys were already pre-gaming with a bunch of people. And I come home, and they were ordered, like, three quarters through my birthday present.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a hashtag TMM, total Metzger move.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I was disappointed, but I didn't care. I just joined right back in the fun whenever I could, so uh, rooming rooming with those guys was... Dirty, but it was
0: fun as hell. Did you Did you ever get the snoring problem taken care of, or do you still I battle mean, that to this no. day? No,
1: I, I don't. I can't tell if I snore or not.
0: <laughs> All right, so you haven't received feedback from anyone. All right. Uh, well, let's. Uh, I love story time, and let's. Uh, but let's get to what everybody really came here for. Let's talk. Let's talk shit about everybody who lost, and, and praise everybody who won. And let's talk. And and you know the good thing about this week is. Every game had some sort of playoff implications. There wasn't like a battle of two teams that were eliminated. Um, So that's really cool, and I'm happy to jump into all of that. And I want to jump in first to a guy who took the share of first place last week in Jerome and then quickly just coughed that back up due to a terrible (laughs) loss to Jake Metzger. Metzger actually still alive in this playoff hunt at 4-6. and six. He beats Jerome 95.8 to 93.7. Jerome drops to 7-3, and three, and that's actually his first loss since week two. Yeah, he's been on a tear. He's been absolutely on a tear. Um, it, honestly, I, he doesn't have anybody to blame but himself. He, he started George Kittle. It, I mean, right. I don't. we should really rename this league to, to something r- involving no tight ends. Um, because it, we, people continually do that, and it can, c- continually bites them in the ass. The, I mean, it, Kittle was hurt, and he was talking about being hurt and probably out for the game all week long. Mm-hmm. O.J. Howard was available. He had a good week. Jack Doyle was available. He had a good week. Could have got them for $0. But he didn't even go after them. I don't know if he even put a bid on any tight end he he bid one dollar for AJ AJ Brown didn't get him but he also added Bilal Powell uh, I just I'm really questioning his moves and and his thought process protecting himself against something like that happening
1: yeah I thought that was kind of uh, strange too because uh, I know he had the option to pick up Seattle's tight end Hollister who's uh, who's filling in uh, for um, Will Disley, I Will know Disley, very well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he went down during our matchup, but um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, that's what cost Jerome the the W because he was only a few points away uh, from beating Jake. Um, but I mean, outside of this week, uh, you know, Jerome looks solid for the playoff hunt. So.
0: Well, I I, I do want to push back on that actually because this okay. is something I've been I've been concerned about Jerome for several weeks, and now that the trade deadline is passed, I don't know how he's going to beef this up, but his running back depth is a huge question mark. He's got Three. Zeke, he's got Fournette, mm-hmm. but if something happens to one of those two guys, then he's got, what, Kalen Balaj, who he started this past week,
1: and, and Ty, Ty Johnson, Johnson yeah. who's
0: also hurt, mm-hmm. and it seems to be like he's losing touches to J.D. McKissick, so he could be in a world of hurt, if something happens to one of those guys.
1: Oh, for sure. You know, the depth isn't there, but you know, hopefully nothing happens to them. Obviously he's uh, crossing his fingers, but his wide receivers are rock solid with Kenny Galladay, Mike Thomas, Devante Adams, mm-hmm. and Emmanuel Sanders, just in case, uh, you know, he's a fill him in, but obviously he just got hurt recently. So we'll see where he goes from there.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, there's, there's no debate there. George Kittle's a great tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, quarterback, he's kind of juggling a couple of guys, but that's such a deep position that I'm not concerned. Um, If everybody stays healthy, he's going to be tough to stop.
1: Um, Yeah, and I'll give him uh, props for streaming quarterbacks. Fairly well. He has seasons. Yeah,
0: so. Stafford. Uh, I mean, out of nowhere, has Stafford become a decent fantasy quarterback? Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, let's talk about the guy who actually won. We talked a lot about <laughs> the guy who lost. Metzger did get the win, and he just continues to get lucky. And this week, it was due to a big game from Jamison Crowder, who put put up sixteen point nine, and Kyle Rudolph, who only had fourteen <laughs> yards receiving but two touchdowns and a two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. Just just shots in the dark, paying off. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Metzger's tactics from last season. <laughs> but hey, man, just, uh, just keep keep that uh, four-leaf clover in your pocket, man. It, it seems to be working.
1: Yeah, I don't get how, uh, how he decided to roll with Rudolph when he traded away Kelsey for the rock-solid stud tight end of Eric Ebron, but didn't play him. Uh, but obviously, it worked in his favor, uh, <laughs> and that was the difference maker. Uh, Crowder obviously uh, becoming the new favorite for Donald. Damian Williams starting to take away that uh, uh, RB one position in KC. Now that McCoy uh, basically fumbled it away, mm-hmm. uh, but Damian Williams did. Yeah, healthy scratch,
0: game. LeSean McCoy. That was that was crazy. Yeah. That was yeah. I
1: mean whatever. Yeah, but we'll see what happens with now that uh, Devontae Freeman just got hurt, too. so oh,
0: It's uh, it's <laughs> that amazing first-round pick from Jake, Jake Metzger just keeps biting him in the ass.
1: Yeah, I'm still so salty on uh, uh, losing to him by less than like five points because of good old Sammy Watkins. You know? mm-hmm. I yeah. want that W back.
0: Yeah, I think I lost to him as well. Uh, <laughs> so <I'm>, uh, <laughs> I am I feel yeah. <laughs> Um, but let's move on to the, to the next matchup, the guy yeah. who actually is in first place. Okay. Uh, Radio regains the, the lead of first place by himself, moving to 8-2 and two with a 131.9 to 100.7 win over Cody Billick. Cody Billick drops to 2-8, and eight, probably completely eliminated from the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, unless some sort of crazy miracle happens, but... You know, really, the story for radio is no Patriots defense, no problem. Steelers (laughs) D puts up 22 in the place of the Patriots.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, he had uh, Murray, Aaron Jones, Mark Andrews, Pittsburgh defense blowing their projections out of the water. Uh, Just him with those defenses is is impressive. Um, But he does have wide receiver concern with uh, Hilton and Cooks being out. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem to bother him. I mean... He, I brought it up in the trade
0: targets column, which actually, which actually mm-hmm. ended up ended up sparking a lot of activity that we haven't yet been able to talk about. What I haven't noticed. <laughs> However, <laughs> um, he hasn't been able to get that wide receiver one that that he's really really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know when when Mark Andrews is is going back to his his early season self, that definitely helps. Um, I haven't been a fan of Mark Andrews, actually, this year. I feel like a lot of it has been luck. And if you look at his bit. look at his stats since the past two weeks, if you take everything from... Yeah, it's been really quiet until this week. Um, and he still didn't have a ton of yards, but, you know, if you're catching touchdowns, then it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, plus it does help that he easily, by far, has the least points against him uh, over the season. Oh, really? I didn't oh, know that. Far. <laughs>
0: um
1: uh, but he does have Bob, Jerome, and Mike uh, over the next three weeks, so yeah, uh, he's looking for that first first round bye. I,
0: yeah, and he is in a pull position there. Um, real quick, I know you wanted to talk about this in this last matchup, but
1: oh yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But you did a little research on on results from the past three years, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and we cool wanted to talk it. about that with Jerome. So, so what did you what did you find there, Jerome? Metzger made a comment that Jerome has actually been a sneaky good fantasy football player, and you have some proof.
1: Yeah. So uh, I was uh, just for the hell of it. Uh, looked back over the last three years, uh, that's unfortunately all we have in this uh, updated sin bin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I basically counted all the wins and losses for everyone, uh, their win percent percentage, and then their overall like, average final finish in those seasons. So, uh, you know, most of the time, uh, a lot of us are around the, the 500 mark, you know? Um, like, I'm a few games ahead, uh, above 500, so is Kevin, uh, Mike, uh, uh, UN Radio, um, and then Jerome is absolutely killing it uh, with a, with the help of a 13 and one season. Uh, he's sitting at basically 26 and 15 over the last three years. Jesus, even though he's uh, his average finish is just outside of six. Where so, where
0: is where is Bob O'Brien sitting? Because I feel like he's also just <laughs> sneaky, just always hanging around.
1: Uh, you know, we do give Bob uh, quite a ton of shit, uh, and some of it is warranted, uh, namely because. He is sitting at a 12 and 29 record. Oh, he's sitting last. at the bottom then, isn't he? Nah, uh, just, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and plus a final uh, average finish of 10th, which is easily the lowest. Um, but you know, you know, with Bobby, you know, he I feel like his strategy is he swings for the fences mm-hmm. each and every time, Javi Baez style. Um, and like this year, I feel like it's it just it's just hitting. Like he already has a championship under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously he swung for the fences with a lot of picks, even though he, like a lot of times he drafts way outside of projections. But this year it's it's hitting.
0: Yep. Uh, well, I mean it's it's been it's been real up and down, and we'll get to we'll get to Bob next here. Um, <laughs> he ended up. Taking taking a win finally. After four straight L's, mm-hmm. he gets a win over Ned, one fifty-eight and a half to eighty-three. Bob's staying alive in that playoff hunt at five and five at that th- actually he has a sixth spot due to due to points right now. Yes. Um so big win for Bob. Mahomes returns, gets him thirty points. Derrick Henry gets him thirty-two. And then he also gets help from Amari Cooper with twenty six, and then Ronald Jones showing up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running game 18.6
1: yeah it's crazy he's uh, got a rock solid RB core of Jacobs and Henry Uh, Cooper honestly is crushing it Uh, but Godwin is there a little concern do you think Uh, just like he's been kind of petering off there
0: as as the uh, resident Buccaneers expert (laughs) yeah uh, I was I was low on Godwin coming into the season and then he made me look like a complete idiot so (laughs) I, I don't – my thought is generally with Chris Godwin is I don't think he's as talented as Mike Evans. Um, however, if the, if there is a – if they're going to stick the lesser corner on him the entire game, if they're going to shadow Mike Evans with the top corner and they're going to put the lesser corner on Chris Godwin, he's athletic enough to make them yeah, play. I agree. Um, and I think that that he's he's bound to have another huge game soon and it might be against you this week don't you play Bob or do you play Bob next week no I
1: uh, no I don't play Bob the rest of the season I play oh. Dan next week
0: oh that's what yeah. okay got it got it okay. but nevertheless Bob uh, it must be really nice for him to come off I mean four four straight losses after starting out so hot mm-hmm. now getting I mean c- catching Ned at the right time because <laughs> because Ned hasn't cleared 87 points in the past five weeks I'm gonna repeat that Ned has not got more than 87 points five weeks in a row and somehow he has a slight chance at the playoffs at four and six. Juju's been a huge disappointment. Joe Mixon actually had a good week, but he's been a huge disappointment. Um, Actually, let me go back to Juju. Do you think that his his season not going as well as planned is more (laughs) due to quarterback play or not having Antonio Brown on the other side?
1: Uh, I think uh, it's a mix of both, but I think it, it, it's way more because of Big Ben going down way early in the season. Uh, he had the report with Big Ben all through last year, and there's a lot of talk about Mason Rudolph just not being able to push it uh, downfield as much. Uh, and He goes for like, the, the short yardage, dump-offs, and mid-field uh, throws, and Juju's just not being able to compensate for that.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean... I would say that it's probably. I mean, it's certainly a little bit of both, right? Um, I Mason Rudolph is no Ben Roethlisberger, but Ben's kind of been less than what he was five years ago. You Mm -hmm. know, over the past couple of years, he's just kind of increased or you know decreasing in quality uh, over the last several years. But whenever the defense doesn't have another guy to worry about on the other side, and then also Le'Veon Bell's not there. They can focus more on on Juju and then say, "Hey, if you wanna, if Deontay Thompson or James Washington wants to beat us, then let them." So yeah,
1: and that's been apparent for this last week, mm-hmm. which is what exactly what Pittsburgh did.
0: Yep, absolutely. So let's move on to the next matchup. Let's talk about your matchup. Huge victory over, uh, debatably. The biggest villain in the league, Kevin (laughs) O'Brien, you get the win 114.6 to 80.1. You move up to five and five tied for that last playoff spot, losing a little bit on the points. But, hey, you're still in there. Uh, and Kevin drops to 6-4. and four. Uh, Kevin's actually lost two of three, so he might be losing a little bit of steam. And Saquon Barkley might be hurt. We don't know how serious that is. You did a little bit of research just, just now. Did you did you see anything on Saquon?
1: Uh, I mean, it, there's nothing definitive, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of people are speculating that his high ankle sprain is just lingering around and he's just not 100%, even though he wants to play, his team wants him to play. There's been talks about shutting him down for the rest of the season, but he, uh, Saquon has come out to put that to rest that he won't accept being shut down, apparently. Uh, so it, it's it's hard to see him... I can't really
0: end the season on that note, right? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Fucking stinker, man. Yeah. I, I have Saquon in a couple of other leagues, and... A 5.6 effort against the New York Jets. Just really submarine my team.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough uh, to win when a guy goes 13 rushes for one yard.
0: That's amazing against
1: like, yeah. the Jets. And the yeah. Jets
0: defense isn't awful, but like they're not world beaters. They're not the no. Niners. No. They're not the they're not the Patriots. They're not they're not any any other deep. I mean, I was about to say the Ravens, but the Ravens defense isn't anything what they used mm-hmm. to be. But like, nevertheless, they're not even the Ravens. You know. Right. So it's I mean, I, I it's got to be really disheartening for Kevin. Uh, Bye weeks also hurt him because he yes. had to start Naheem Hines, mm-hmm. <laughs> who he's promptly dropped already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a, a quick turnaround for Naheem Hines on Kevin's team. But uh, uh, I honestly don't think any one of the guys that were on by would have helped his 30 point. Uh, differential
0: there no so. no you definitely you definitely had a good week uh but before we get on to you i did want to mention here real quick because yes. we've uh, a, a constant topic on this show has been kevin's search for a wide receiver too he <laughs> ended up picking up alan robinson in the trade in the trade with mike awesome yeah and Allen robinson was fine mm-hmm. but he still has mike williams in there and what seemed to be a decent matchup against the raiders only put up 6.5 and two receptions um it seems like he's just he's just missing a piece, and that that could put him over the edge. And it's just and he's really searching for it. and It's just not there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Allen Robinson is is decent. Uh, he's a wide receiver
0: it, too. He's, yeah, I mean yeah. that's, that's and, what he is, plain and simple. Yeah.
1: Right. And I, I after this past week, it seems like the Bears might have uh, a little resurgence on on offense, um, but it remains to be seen. Julio mm-hmm. Jones is uh, his. Usually his normal self, but he's been a little quiet. I think it's been kind of linked to the Matt Ryan injury. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes, but um, I I wouldn't be
0: too concerned about Julio Jones. No, and you know, frankly, you know, Kevin just had a really rough week at eighty point eight, with only eighty points, and he plays me like next week, so I'm sure that he'll bust out with one hundred and thirty. But <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about you. Let's talk about your win. You've actually been hot. You've won four out of your last five. You've had an up and down season for the most part points-wise. However, you're right in the thick of it. Um, the one thing I want to talk to to you about is how concerned are you, though, for David Johnson?
1: Uh, I am freaking the fuck out, because uh, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I thought I uh, had a good strategy of trying to lock up that Arizona backfield mm-hmm. um, as a parent from my uh, little trade with uh, radio mm-hmm. to get Chase Edmonds, and just super quickly, that has gone down the shitter. Wow. Um, you know, David Johnson was is quickly becoming a bust, losing touches to Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been very unfortunate, but. So my take on this is, just just on the eye
0: test, David Johnson is more talented than Kenyon Drake, but mm-hmm. if. Cliff Kingsbury as a new coach is in my mind. He's got to be just trying to set a me- send a message. Like because yeah. the, the reason why David Johnson scored such so few points was cuz he put the ball on the ground. Yeah. And that could have been a reason why the Cardinals lost to the lowly Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <clears throat> right? So I I would think that David Johnson will bounce back, but it definitely is a cause for concern for the future.
1: Um yeah, it seems like a lot of people are thinking that his back injury is still around and he's just not able to get that burst. Some people were saying that he just looked like absolute dog shit this, uh, this past week against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, credit to the Bucs, like, they have an awesome run defense, but it, it, just from the eye test, it seemed like David Johnson just wasn't his usual self. Yeah, maybe,
0: maybe, maybe it's just a couple weeks off, but... Um, and maybe Chase Edmonds comes back this week. I mean, I don't think that the Cardinals would want to just have Kenyon Drake be the be the main man. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that Chase Edmonds would have a, a part in that offense, but still not confident enough to start him. That's a no. really tough spot for you to be in. Mm-hmm. However, you do have some confidence in Christian Kirk, I'm assuming, going forward after that week. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, uh, he definitely balled out and saved my ass uh, this week. Uh Going for let's see over thirty five points. Point. Yeah. I think he had oh, thirty five points. Yeah, <laughs> so he definitely saved my my butt uh, in this week. Um, so the, the the only resolve I have is hopefully my receivers come through. OBJ has been disappointing, but his rest of season schedule looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Woods, I hopefully uh, wide receiver plan- too. That's that's what right. it is. <laughs> well, I mean he's been kind of a, a bust too, uh, but hopefully Brandon Cooks with his concussion trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that helps uh, Robert Woods a little bit and did this last week, but uh, obviously I wasn't confident enough to start him. Mm-hmm. so
0: well, um, you'll take the win, I'm sure.
1: Uh, over Kevin, uh, yeah, I feel pretty good. Uh, I think I can happily retire, uh, <laughs> hang up my cheat sheets and my laptop, and good to go. Uh,
0: so, Kevin, like I said, you're five and five. Kevin, six and four. Let's go to a matchup of another couple teams who are now six and four. Dan ends up getting a huge victory over Chris. Dan almost. I think it was only three-tenths of a point away from getting most points of the season so far. Um, Jerome hit uh, 160-point-something last week, but Dan gets 159.8. That's amazing. And then beats Chris, uh, who had 102.5. Chris's second loss in a row. And I really think that Dan completely saw the prospects of his trade with Chris and saw that... Watson and Sutton who he traded to Chris were on buy mm. <laughs> and then he was playing Chris the following week so sure. therefore he couldn't have Watson and Sutton play against him very savvy move <laughs> by by Dan Melnar who just had the week of his life last week with those
1: trades yeah no uh, if 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 you think that Dan was thinking that far ahead, uh, props to him. Uh,
0: I don't at all. I'm giving him way too much credit. <laughs> I, I literally think that it, that was just just blind luck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not a bad take. Uh, but no, he pulled off some some good trades. Um, I mean, unfortunately for him, that Kelsey trade is, is not working out for him, he said sarcastically. Wait, wait, wait. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh But, yeah, like, Lamar is looking dynamic, like, pushing the uh, Mahomes for that MVP spot. Uh, Cook and Hel- uh, Tyreek Hill seem untouchable, um, mm-hmm. so uh, it's going to suck to play Dan next week, uh, I don't. I don't know what kind of magic I'll pull off, but it's not looking strong for me. So the only thing I can think of is
0: you. You got to hope that Denver had the the bye week last week, and that's who Minnesota plays, right? You mm. gotta be hoping that Denver D Vic Fangio gets that Denver D ready to go against Minnesota, and yeah. they're and they they stifle Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Uh, and then you know I I I can't remember who Baltimore plays off the top of my head, but uh, if Lamar scores twenty, that's a win.
1: <laughs> no, for sure. Um, yeah, I think actually he's on a buy. Uh, oh no, no, sorry, that's uh, Aaron Rodgers on a buy. Um, so. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough swing for me, especially with uh, a. a Ron being on by and also Chris Carson being on by. So mm-hmm. uh, that's not good for me. Out of the gate. Nope,
0: nope. Uh, like I said uh, previously, let's move on to Chris. Second loss in a row. He was he was at six and two and flirting with that top that top er, spot in the league. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's had, he's had a rough couple of weeks. Uh, Pascal flopped. He you mm-hmm. thought that he looked like the number one guy for Hoyer or even with Hilton being out that he would turn into the number one guy and he only maybe had one catch against the Dolphins. That's crazy. Only 3.6 points. Uh, Jalen Samuels and Darren Waller only five and a half points each. Um, but I think the real story of Chris's team is he's just been beat up by injuries, man. It's, it's really, yeah. like, I, I, actually, I actually feel bad for him. I mean, I'm trying to <laughs> take his spot in the playoff rankings, but, you know, James Conner's banged up. Adam thielen has got that nagging hamstring. Kerryon Johnson's on IR. And Le'Veon Bell's got some injuries that he's dealing with. Like, it's just it's tough sledding right there.
1: It, it really is. Uh, you know, Chris did make some moves uh, over the year. Um, but it does suck that connor has been uh, back and forth with injuries. Uh, Bell looks inefficient.
0: We're getting great service here at Emmett's. <laughs> all right? Uh, our, our waitress just came by. That's why Steve, Steve, uh, Steve paused there. I'm getting myself another IPA, so. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I need to catch up myself. Uh, uh, but, yeah, no, uh, uh, Chris is uh, – he has he does have solid wide receivers, but with Thielen hurt. Um, and Hollywood Brown being a little bit boomer bust, uh, Waller has really come down to earth too. He really has. Um,
0: I think that teams are, teams know that he's number one target in that Mm -hmm. Oakland, Oakland passing attack. Yeah. Um, However, I think if Josh Jacobs continues to to do his thing, I think that that'll open things up for Waller a little bit more. Yeah. Especially, I mean, and Tyrell Williams is healthy and and, and moving a little bit more uh, as well. So, um, I I expect Waller to to pick it up a little bit. But it's been it's been tough for the last couple of weeks. Man, yeah. tight end is so tough in the league. I mean, it like is, in the league. I mean, if you don't. That's one of my my things I always try to go for in a draft is making sure I have a solid tight end. Yeah, because you just don't
1: have to worry about it.
0: Then you don't have to worry about it. Like, I'm in the situation right now where, like... I I started Jason Whitney, like, I mean, because Mm -hmm. I had, there was no one else. Like, (laughs) I guess that's a really good transition, I guess, to the, to the last matchup to talk about is my matchup. Mm -hmm. Um, I squeak out a win over Mike awesome. And it, and it feels so good to catch some luck like that because it's, uh, I mean, I I feel like you remember the losses a lot more than the, than the wins. You remember the bad losses, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but this one I'll remember 88.5 88.5 to 77.4. This keeps me in the playoff hunt at 5-5. Five and five, And it's solely on the back of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 23.1. You know, Eckler, Fitzgerald, Evans all do just enough with, I think, around 10 points each. Um, but as I was alluding to, I have a lot of trouble at tight end. I mean, Herndon <laughs> is hurt again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't want to have to trust Jason Witten every week, but that's that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, you you're solid just about everywhere else. I mean, the duo of Mike Evans and DeAndre Hopkins, I think you're solid. Your pickup of Matt Ryan, I think that, that they will help out mm-hmm. in the long run. Um, not to say that Josh Allen is is uh, awful in any means. Because no, he's, he's not. got Miami
0: this week, so I'm starting him. There sure. you go.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm defense and tight end. I think are your only weaknesses, but I mean, with the team that you have elsewhere, I think you'll be solid. Um, Mike, on the other hand, not so much. Uh, Man, I, I, you know, your win over him makes me embarrassed to having lost to him in the previous week. I mean, <laughs> that, that that hurts to my core.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, he had a big week. I think he put up like <laughs> one thirty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he,
1: he balled out. He
0: he lost, or he didn't. His quarterback was on bye, I think, and. Uh, actually I outbid him for Matt Ryan and not oh. that Matt Ryan had a huge week by any means but, no, but definitely still. a better week than Jared Goff who only put up 3.7 and yeah. and also consequently Cooper cup gets blanked-hmm uh, so for all of my 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 four or five week span of having a Players with one point or less, I catch a break there with Cooper Cup getting zero. So
1: yeah, and I, I think we'll we'll go into uh, more in depth with the Rams later on with your uh, with your five things. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, looking at Mike's team, he does actually have pretty solid uh, running back depth with uh, Melvin Gordon, Devin Singletary, uh, Royce Freeman, and Carlos High kind of hold their own. Uh, but then Cooper Cup and DJ Moore at wide receiver. I mean, outside of this week. Cooper Cup has been one of, a, a top ten wide receiver. I, I
0: tell you what, he's he's had some tough luck this year. I will I will say Agreed. that. Um, Melvin Gordon with a slow start, Devin Singletary getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, just just generally, you look at the matchups, and there's just there's there's some weeks where he scores high points and just faces the wrong matchup. Yeah. So. I would not want to face him in the last three weeks of this regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully – I am know Mike's going to stay engaged and, and try to beat anybody oh, who, sure. who he comes against. But it's uh, – I, I don't want to fa- – I'm glad I don't have to face him.
1: Yeah. And, and, and uh, in his defense, he, uh, you did catch a break with uh, Tom Brady and zegard been on by too yes. a, a little bit.
0: Yes. Uh, so anyway, so that will actually transition us nicely to five things. So five things this week – I just, have, I just have five questions. I just have five questions that I want to ask you, Steve. I want to get down. I want to, I want to know how much you know about fantasy, or just, just regular football, not fantasy mm-hmm. football. I want to know what you think about these topics. And the first thing that I want to talk about is really what a lot of people are talking about today. What do the Rams do from here? You know, similar to the Bears, and we're going to get to the Bears here in a little bit, but in my opinion, they need to commit to the run. If you're looking at Jared Goff, he has had a terrible season and you know his rookie season was bad, his last year was was good, but what what I'm kind of seeing is that he's very similar to Mitch Trubisky in the sense that he's got to be told what to do and when to do it. Mm-hmm. And this is evidenced by 25th in the league in completion percentage. Okay. He's 23rd in passer rating, and he's 25th in QBR. So passer rating and QBR, you know, depending on which site you want to go to, that's what they go on to rank their quarterbacks. But if you're looking at QBR, he is behind quarterbacks like Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, and Jameis Winston, which is terrible. (laughs) And so if you're looking at all that, you gotta be thinking, like, hey, we're paying Todd Gurley all of this money.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's just
0: feed him the rock. And he only had twelve rushes last game against the Steelers, who isn't who aren't a great run defense. They're better than what they were at the beginning of the season, but they're they're not great. You gotta feed Todd Gurley the rock. And Malcolm Brown has shown in the past that he's not a slouch either. Mm-mm. So in order to make sure that guys like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Josh Reynolds, Gerald Everett can get the ball. They gotta start with the run game and then run the passing offense through there. That's my opinion. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. What do you think?
1: No, I, I think you're touching on a lot of key points. Uh, Golf has been absolutely awful. He has basically a one to one TD to interception ratio through this season so far. I think he's only 11 touchdowns and nine interceptions, which is Awful. His completion percentage is way down. Uh, he's just simply not living up to that $110 million contract. Um, but I think a lot of it comes down to the offensive line has been falling apart over the year. Uh, compared to last year, uh, this offensive line was dominant. Mm-hmm. And a big part of it was because not a single one of their offensive linemen last year missed a game. Mm. So far this year... Uh, Their right guard, Joe Noteboom, he went down into IR last week. Uh, They just lost their center uh, to Uh. torn ACL and MCL. Uh, and then Andrew Whitworth, their third big guy, he's hitting 38 soon, and he's just been uh, regressing.
0: That was a good take. I was actually gonna th- mention Whitworth as well, because they yeah. paid
1: Whitworth a lot of money. They did. And that was a
0: huge free agent pickup a couple of years ago, because he was the one of the better left tackles in the league. Yeah. But I mean, 38 years old, man. That, that's really getting up there. Yeah. But uh, additionally, you know, they're sitting at five and four, and they don't have an easy schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. They, they have, luckily, they have the Bears and Ravens at home. And East Coast teams going West makes it a little bit different, or makes it a little bit difficult for teams like the Ravens. But they also go to Arizona, which should be a win, Seattle at home. But then they go to Dallas, to San Francisco, in the season at Arizona. So the only two games that I see as buyer wins are Arizona, but it's tough to win those divisional, interdivisional games. So I'd, I'd assume that they split probably one of those. So the Rams might be missing the playoffs and doing a, a common thing that we see with a team that loses the Super Bowl missing the playoffs the following year.
1: Yeah, it's already lo- looking like that's a very real possibility. I mean, in, in their division of the West, uh, NFC West, I mean, they're easily behind San Fran, mm-hmm. who's only got one loss, and then Seattle is easily ahead of them, so uh, it's not looking good for them at all.
0: A lot of work to do. Let's get to question number two, and I'm just going to let you run with this one. Can the Ravens win a Super Bowl? (laughs)
1: Uh, I think it's absolutely possible. Um, I mean, we kind of touched on it before that Lamar Jackson is just playing out of his mind. Uh, if any of you have seen uh, their game against the Bengals this past week, uh, especially the one highlight of a run that Lamar Jackson had, I mean, he, like, he's already getting comps to uh, Michael Vick mm-hmm. uh, in his early years. Um, but the offense is firing on all cylinders, their defense is uh, gaining steam. Uh, Their offense is averaging 33 points a game, over 400 yards a game. They're they're the best rushing team, hands down. Um, And while they might like a pass rush, they have an awesome secondary uh, with Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. And uh, I just just read up on before this podcast that after Lamar Jackson's big run against the Bengals this past week, uh, Jim Harbaugh was on the sideline just Given huge praise to Lamar, he's like, you know, uh, so many kids are gonna have Lamar Jackson jerseys, you know, for the next, you know, 20 years. And Lamar Jackson just replies, well, I need to get to, to, to the Super Bowl first. Um, so I think he's very humble, uh, staying down to earth about what he needs to do as a QB. And while he might not be the best passer, uh, passer in the in the league, he's killing it on with his legs. Yeah, so I agree with all of your points right there. However.
0: <laughs> I, I really want to pump the brakes here. Um, I, they have a Super Bowl winning coach. Lamar has playoff expen- experience from last season. They have a respected off- offensive coordinator in Greg Roman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they have wins against top teams like Seattle and New England, but there's just something about a run-first quarterback that doesn't sit well with me in terms of playoff success. We've seen yeah. a couple of of quarterbacks, you know, go on hot streaks, but we typically don't see a run first quarterback win the Super Bowl. We've seen Cap get there, but mm-hmm. he didn't win. We've seen um, Cam Newton get there, but he didn't win. Yeah. Um, so I think that eventually teams get that figured out, and especially when the weather gets cold, mm-hmm. um, and those hits hurt a little bit more. Uh, that could take a toll on Lamar Jackson. So I'm not, I, I don't, I, the, the, the answer is I, I'm not quite sure if I had to make it, make a decision right now. I don't think the Ravens are winning this year.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go all in on them just yet, but you can't, uh, go away from the fact that they are exciting to watch. Um.
0: Oh, they're certainly exciting to watch, absolutely. But,
1: yeah, but you are right. If, if uh, teams do figure out how to contain Lamar Jackson and his legs, then I, I think they're like bottom third in passing yards. I mean, mm-hmm. if if they can just let Lamar Jackson throw, I think yeah. that's a way to beat them. And, I mean, outside of their embarrassing loss to the, to the Browns, um, yep. I mean, they are not on a terror, so we'll see. Yep, let's go to question three. Is Josh Allen
0: really gonna lead the Bills to the playoffs? And what I'm seeing here is, I mean, they had they just had a tough loss to the Browns, but they're still sitting at six and three. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's in their grasp. There's no reason why they can't go to the playoffs. However, if you look at this a little bit closer, hmm. Josh Allen is really struggling. Twenty-fourth in completions. He only has 10 touchdown passes in nine games, which is not something that leads to success in the NFL today. Mm -hmm. Um, 27th in completion percentage, 26th in QB rating, 27th in QBR. They're only averaging 19 points a game and their most impressive win is at Tennessee. Um, their upcoming schedule is a lot tougher than what it than what it has mm-hmm. been in the past as well. Oh, yeah. So they got Miami this week, which they should be able to pick up the win, but Miami's won two in a row. They got a little bit of confidence here. But then they, they have Denver at home, which they should win as well, but then they go to Dallas, Baltimore, at the resurgent Pittsburgh Steelers, at New England, and then the Jets to end the season. They're only one game ahead of Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, and Oakland. And honestly, out of those four teams... I think the Bills might be the worst. So my answer is no. I do not think Josh Allen is going to take the Bills to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it'll be tough. Uh, Like you just said, uh, Josh Allen, he's kind of like Lamar Jackson light, uh, where he does most of his damage with his legs. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, uh, Allen's completion percentage is a little uh, higher than it was last year. But... Uh, it looks like he's just managing games more so and just letting his defense uh, do their thing. I mean, Bill's defense is dominant, but Josh Allen, is, like you said, has a very tough schedule ahead. And if they win against just three of those teams, then they're only sitting at like 50-ish percent to make the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think they have what it takes to, to make it. But it'll be interesting to see if they hold on to that last playoff
0: spot. I I, I do have a I have a soft spot for the Bills because uh, they've they've struggled mightily over my entire lifetime, Mm. uh, as (laughs) getting into the playoffs and having success, uh, similar to my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, (laughs) so I, you know, I personally, am I'm, I'm pulling for them because it's just, I mean, what else do you have to do in Buffalo than root for the Buffalo Bills, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, seems like a terrible city to live in, but (laughs) nevertheless, I don't think that this is their year. Um, Josh Allen's, you know, he's, he's got a lot of good, good aspects about him, but he's got to learn how to be a more accurate passer. So, but let's transition to question number four is, is the 49ers defense really this good? The floor is yours, Steve.
1: (laughs) Uh, As the owner of the 49ers defense in our league, uh, I'd like to think they are, I mean, they are second in overall points. Uh, Sure, uh, a huge stone's throw away from the Patriots uh, on Radio's team, but I mean this unit is top three in yards per game, points per game, takeaways. Uh, I mean, while they're a little suspect on the ground, uh, sitting at eighteenth in rushing yards allowed per game, uh, they are the best team um, against the pass.
0: So I think that actually, so I I disagree with you. I don't. Think that the Niners' defense is as good as what we've seen. Okay. Um, I think that their defensive line is great at rushing the passer. Uh, Nick Bosa looks amazing. Mm-hmm. They also have Solomon Thomas over there and a couple of other guys, and I'm forgetting their names right now, but they are amazing at getting after the passer. But I think where their where their issue lies is in that middle level level. Their their linebackers in stopping the run and then also even covering the pass Mm -hmm. so they don't have any i don't i don't think that they have any tackling leaders within the top 20 um with tackling numbers and then additionally even though they do get great pressure on the quarterback their sack leader only has seven um Mm. so i i think that all of that is going to be exploited with their upcoming schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have the Packers, they have the Ravens, they have the Saints, they have the Falcons who can still score some points. Uh, and then they have the Seahawks again. Um, I don't think that they're bad. But I just don't think that they're on the same level as historic defenses. Well maybe not historic defenses. Let's not get too much in hyperbole here. Um, but I but I think I think they might they're definitely a top 10 defense. Mm-hmm but they're probably closer around. There may not be the top defense, but they may be closer 6, five, six, seven range. So.
1: Yeah, I think they've uh, been a little bit inflated by their recent schedule. They have had plus matchups in, in their favor. Uh, so it will be uh, interesting to see how they, they go on from here. I mean, they did give uh, Russell Wilson uh, one of his worst games of the year. It's true. Um, you know, sacked them five times, picked them off once. Um, I mean, outside of one of Wilson's big runs towards the end of the game that set up their field goal, their game-winning field goal. I mean, they contained them for the most part. So No,
0: that's, that's absolutely right. Um, I, I I guess it, just because the Niners have been so bad for so long, I want to see a little bit more.
1: Right. <laughs> no, I completely agree.
0: Let's go to the, the last question, and <laughs> okay. I'm sure that you guys are all going to love this one. Will Matt Nagy, will Matt Nagy's ego... Allow him to commit to the run. And I say that answer is no. There's no way. There's absolutely no way, especially after Trubisky had a decent game. He's going to come back next week, and he's going to expect Mitch Trubisky to throw 25 times in the first half and and lead them to victory. And I just I just it just baffles me. It literally baffles me. How can you look at this guy every single week and think that he is going to lead you to victory when you have us maybe not necessarily a stud, but a a good running back and David Montgomery back there? And and it's been evidenced week after week. If you give him the ball, then Mitch Trubisky gets better. But nevertheless, first half of every game it's hey we're gonna give David Montgomery the ball five six times and then expect Mitch to win the game and they're in a hole or mm-hmm. I mean pl- I mean maybe not in a hole because they played the Lions this week and the Lions had their backup quarterback but like <laughs> but then whenever they give David Montgomery the ball it it opens the game up for Mitch Trubisky but I just I know that Matt Nagy does not want to run the ball and if he just checks his ego at the door. Hands the ball off to David Montgomery, Hands, or throws some some quick screens or, or fun or just quick plays to Tariq Evans, maybe even a jet sweep to, to Taylor Gabriel, quarterell Patterson. Patterson, things will be much easier for Mitch Trubisky, but that's not Matt Nagy's offense. That's not what he knows, and that stubbornness is going to doom the Bears, not just for this year, but I think for years to come.
1: Yeah, that's not a, not a bad take. Uh, it, it's tough because, obviously, it, it's been night and day from this season to last, and I think part of that is uh, defenses are, like, they, they know Nagy's uh, playbook. You know, they're, they're able to key in uh, on what they have. Um, I, I do think that there is a little truth to Nagy wanting to, to commit to the run uh, as evidence as Montgomery getting... 16 plus touches per game over the last several weeks um, especially in receptions but uh, it's, it's tough with the offensive line that they have I mean uh, they've been nowhere near as, as good as before Kyle Long we lost earlier in the season uh, Cody White here is playing decently and so is Charles Leno, uh, Leno Jr the left tackle but uh Bobby Massey has been struggling with, uh, and this whole unit has given up lots of penalties and sacks. And it, it's crazy because, like, Leno, uh, Massey, White here, they all signed four-plus-year deals recently. Mm. And it's, you know, who do we have after that? And it, it, it's just
0: tough to watch. No, I, I, though, so if you look at the numbers, you're absolutely right. Mm. I think. A lot of Mon- what I've been seeing as a David Montgomery owner also yeah.
1: is that is, a is lot that of those, about?
0: Part- <laughs> yes, absolutely partially, <laughs> and I'm also based in the Chicago area, so I also am listening and watching these games. But a lot of the times Montgomery's not getting his touches until the second half, and it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. But it's I mean nevertheless I I think that I, I hope that, that the Bears end up. Getting their mm-hmm. stuff together, they're four and five. They have to. I mean, if you're, it's staring you right in the face, man. Mm-hmm. Give Montgomery the ball, and it's gonna make Mitch Trubisky's
1: life a lot easier. I, I would totally agree. Uh, it's just been tough. Just like the, over the past few weeks, Chicago just hasn't gotten anything going in the first half. I mean, the the, the first two quarters have just been tough to watch, Mm -hmm. Um, and sure, Trubisky got away with, you know, three touchdown passes, even though he threw for less than 200 yards, Um, but in a plus matchup against the worst uh, rushing defense in the league, Montgomery only had, what, 60 yards? He did. Something like that, like on 17 rushes? Yep. Um, So... I mean, I think that speaks volumes about what the Bears are capable of on the ground, and it doesn't help that the Bears are, are 25th in total yards a game and only 24th in rushing yards a game. So, yep, yep.
0: Um, nope, those are all those are all points well taken. They they absolutely are. Um, I think that that the Bears the Bears can turn it around. I don't know if a playoff berth is in their future, but they're definitely definitely going to be pesky going to the end of the season, but. That is where we will end the pod today. Steve, I really appreciate you meeting me at Emmett's in Palatine for this podcast.
1: Not not Dundee. (laughs) Not
0: Dundee in Palatine.
1: Uh,
0: I hope you guys all enjoyed this podcast. A little bit extra uh, long for you guys this week, but I think that we gave you some good content, and I had a lot of fun with it. So uh, good luck to everyone this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.